Ooh, listen, I'm super excited about this guest. His big sister, it is, she is everything to me. Um, what I can say is over the past few years, it's been life-changing being in a relationship with her, being around her. And so I know most of y'all know her, but I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a second. But I got to start off. Dana, welcome to Delayed Gratification Podcast. Thank you. My thank first you. question is, what is delayed gratification to you? Delayed gratification is when you make an investment, whether it's time or money, for a reward later. And most of us, every day in our life, we're doing something for delayed gratification. Whether you work in a job, right, to get paid, investing in real estate to receive cash flow later and to build wealth, or even investing in mentorship. Mm. So... I guess I better say, who are you? Can you tell us about who you are? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so I am Dana Christian, the queen of business funding. Um, I help people get access to millions in funding and also invest in real estate. You get millions in funding? Is Yes. With the right credit profile, you can get millions in funding. And it seems so far-fetched, right? Because a lot of us dream is just having a million dollars, hitting a lotto for a million dollars. So to legally get a million dollars in funding, like it seemed far fetched. Have you helped so have you helped how many people do you think you've helped get ten thousand, fifty thousand? Well over a thousand people. Well over a thousand people. Mm -hmm. So if I say a thousand times ten thousand, that's ten million dollars. Mm -hmm. This year? Not this year, in the last four years. Last four years? In the last four years. Have you done it yourself? Yes. I have over a million dollars in funding myself. <laughs> what do you use that funding for? So I use the funding to invest in real estate, um, to start different businesses, um, you know, to invest in mentorship also. With, with that funding, and how long did it take kind of in your life before you realize you can get that kind of funding. And then once you understood it, you know, when did you start getting like, how did you get to a million? Cause I hear a lot of people getting 50,000, 20,000, 10,000. But when you say a million, that's, that's a lot of money. Okay. So first question was when did I, when did I realize I can get a million in funding? Probably about 2018 okay. when I learned about um, the power of credit and business funding. So I would say around 2018, it took me about two years before I actually got um, the whole million dollars in business funding. What were you doing before you start getting understanding business funding, getting credit, credit cards? What were you doing before then? Okay, so I've been doing a lot. <laughs> so, one <laughs> <laughs> so one thing is, you know, I started working at the post office 1996. I was doing taxes since around 1990. I started investing in real estate 2006. Got a car dealership in 2012. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> no, let me let me, a mother, let me let me go wife. let me go back to this. So so you were working a regular yeah, job, correct? Post office. Well, it's not regular, but you was working at the post I office. I was working at the post office okay. since 1996, and just recently retired. Rather resigned about um, mid June. Um, but I've been out since September 2018. I got injured on the job. So you started in 96. So you were with the post office for 26 years? 20-something, yeah. yeah. What made you stay with the post office? 
knowing that you were doing taxes, especially in 2018 when you started understanding the power of this credit and real estate, um, what made you stay there? Security. So really, even though I hated the job, that's what started me investing in real estate because I get used to get anxiety attacks. So I hated it, but it was that security of knowing you was getting a check every two weeks, knowing you was going to get health insurance. And I always think about when I first got hired at the post office, I was receiving um, food stamps. So the first thing I thought about <laughs> was they're going to cut off my food stamps. I'm going to lose my $286 in food stamps. Not that I was going to get this job that was paying me $35,000 a year. So I say that, um, so back to the post office, it's just a matter of that job security. So even though I've been out since 2018, I, um, I didn't, haven't received any type of compensation since um, 20, 2020, okay. right? So two years before I actually resigned because I was still holding on to that plan B. Just in case, knowing it didn't make sense. You got millions, you still holding on <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to the plan B that you're to, not getting paid from. Correct. To the plan B, I'm not getting paid from, right? And then even working at the post office, it was times when my tax business, I made over 200000 doing taxes, but my salary was $50,000 from the post office, which I could have been left. But that forced um, sense of security is what kept me there. What made you resign in June? I mean, I saw the post. I seen the, you know, former post office lady mm -hmm. post. What made you finally say, you know what, I'm done? Um, I realized that I was holding on to a plan B that would never work. Right? To go back to the post office and receive, let's say, $5,000 a month when I'm making $100,000 a month. It, <laughs> it, it, don't, it don't. But, you know, it's the mindset. It's the mindset, just in case this don't work out, I can go back here and be miserable. Wow. So I realized that I had to let go. To really move forward, I had to let go. But um, And I think holding on came from my past. I always had to have a plan A through Z. So just in case. You wasn't born. Like, like we see you now very wealthy, you know what I mean, like just. I mean, like, we, we admire you, you inspire us. So you wasn't born like that? Oh, no. So I was I was born um, to, you could kind of say a single mom because my dad was in and out of jail on drugs. Um, you know, we lived in the projects in New York. By the age of 17, I already had two children. The children's father was on drugs. So I did everything I had to do to take care of them. So that's what... Well, I always had a plan B, mm -hmm. right? So even when they was younger and um, when I was around 19, receiving public assistance, that wasn't enough. So my plan B was to work in um, Kentucky Fried Chicken under my sister name so I wouldn't <laughs> lose. <laughs> so I wouldn't lose my food stamps. I mean, you know, my welfare. So it was like I always had to have a plan B to make sure I had enough money to last me to the next time I was going to get some more money. So, so do you think um, the way you were raised, let's say up until 19, have propelled you to where you are now? Like, what do you take away from that? Like, because that's, that's, I mean, you're 32 now. Mm -hmm. So that, you know. 35. 35. Oh, you done made 35 now. 35. Okay, 35 this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so over those years, do you think you had to delay anything? You had to kind of forego anything so that you can get where you are? Because I've seen you do it the past few years mm -hmm. where, you know what, we want a jet. 
and you say, well, you know what, instead of the jet, I'm going to go buy an eight-unit building, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What happened in your early years that you had? You feel like you delayed so that you to get you where you are now? Um, I would say, Lord, what did I delay? Um, so I guess, you know, did you, could you have done something like crazy to get some money, but you cared more about the girls Instead of doing something crazy. No, because uh, I did some crazy stuff. <laughs> there we go. Uh-oh, so, y'all. <laughs> I, did some, I did some crazy stuff. I would say a lot of times I just do without really thinking about some of the consequences. Mm. Right? So where, like, working in Kentucky Fried Chicken in my sister name, transporting drugs out of town. Right, so I didn't really. Well, think how were you? Wait a minute, now I, I ain't know that. this story. Yeah, wait a minute now. I was. I'm finding out new stuff. Yeah, I was probably around 21. 21. 20. You were tired of fr- dropping that chicken. Yeah, drop, and it wasn't enough money. Look, it's some other stuff going on with that too. We ain't gonna even get into, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we over the limit on expectation. <laughs> Kentucky was paying some. <laughs> had some nice tips. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about. We ain't gonna talk no, about those tips. No, that's right? off. That's, that's look, off camera. Look, that's next interview. So, that's part yeah, two. So, um, yeah. So I wouldn't really say something I put up. I just do. Yeah. I just had these kids to take care of, and I just did. So I guess the to delay gratification is um, taking care of my kids, always talking to them, showing them, showing them that you can be a strong, strong woman so that they can be strong and successful. You know, what's, what's, what's crazy about that is I saw, I see how you guys interact. And, you know, if I had to see from the outside, you delayed some things so that they can be as great as mm-hmm. they are now. Mm-hmm. Cause all three of them are great. The girls, I know you said you had them before you were 17, mm-hmm. but look at them now. Mm-hmm. Cause that's like, like I was saying earlier, that's a gratification I get mm-hmm. when I delay things. If I know the kids yes. are going to be in a better place, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm cool with delaying whatever it is for that. So mm-hmm. that's good, though. That's good. So I'm, I got to fast forward. We're going to go past that transporting <laughs> stuff. Ooh, Lord. Ooh. What's the, uh, that was 10 years ago. We good. Uh, yeah, that, but you are in Atlanta now. You know they just announced they uh, they knocking people off, you know, that DA down there. Oh my, uh, well, this wasn't in Atlanta. So I, don't <laughs> I wasn't even living in Atlanta. <laughs> so let's, let's fast forward. When did you start? How long after, like, those years, the early 20s, did you start at the post office? So I started at the post office in 96. Um, I probably was around, oh, we don't want to tell our age. Well, 96. 96, You know, we're in 2022. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I was, you know, I was mature, um, you know, in between the post office. I worked a lot of um, supermarket jobs, worked in the bank, you know, cashier jobs. Um, cause I dropped out of high school in ninth grade. So I didn't have a high school diploma. Uh-huh. I didn't have a college degree. So it was really minimum wage jobs up until, um, the post office. The post office. Mm-hmm. But you started doing taxes early, early night. Correct. Be- I started doing the post office. Yeah. So I started, <laughs> the reason I started doing taxes was I'm, I was working at the bank and I went to H and R block and they charged me $500. And back then, that's when they used to write everything out on the paper. Mm-hmm. They gave me this 1040 form. I said, they charged me $500. And $500 back in the 90s was a lot of money. A lot of money. They charged me $500 for this. I'm doing this myself. 
<laughs> so the next year, <laughs> I did it myself. And then, and I was working in the group home. So the ladies that I was working in the group home with, I told them that I can do their taxes. They don't have to go to H&R Block. They just have to wait 10 to 21 days to receive well, How did you check. figure out how to do taxes now? Because it's read and plug. And I was doing the simple 1040. So it was off a of W-2. Okay. So you read and plug, read and plug. And most things is read and plug. I learned how to do a lot of things by reading and plugging. Most people don't want to take the time to read and plug because they want it now. They want somebody to do it right now as, as opposed to learning. So you made millions of dollars doing taxes because mm-hmm. you at some point said, you know what, I'm going to delay H&R Block giving me that check today. Mm-hmm. It may take me three more weeks, but now I'm going I'm to make this money mm-hmm. by learning how to read and plug. Correct. Wow. Yeah. So I was doing it when you was writing it on the paper before the computers. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, so I was like, I can make extra money. Mm-hmm. So I was charging the ladies like twenty five dollars, fifty dollars. Oh, you were the, cheap. Mm, yeah, I was cheap. I was cheap for a long time. Still, until when? I, actually, I'm until next tax season. <laughs> <laughs> actually, because I've been yeah to next. So you still doing taxes? Yes, I'm still doing taxes. So so wait a minute. Let's see. We got the and we got to talk about this real estate portfolio. You know that's that's what I love. But you got this huge real estate portfolio. Mm-hmm. You're making plenty of money there. You're helping people learn how to build passive income through your program. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that, too. Mm-hmm. You're also doing taxes during tax season, <laughs> right? That's that's right. Mm-hmm. But but so during these times, you're building these businesses. What has to be sacrificed? What are you delaying? Like, tell me something that, you know what? Are you tired? Are you working long hours? What are you giving up to get these successful businesses? So I'm giving up time, um, family time, um, and television, really. (laughs) But, you know, I wouldn't say really family time. So, honestly, I learned how to use VAs in my business Mm. to give me the time freedom. Right? So we talking about... A VA is a virtual assistant. Usually it's someone someone that works from home. But when we hear the term VA, we're thinking about um, people that work from the Philippines. Okay. Right? That um, that does an excellent job. So prior to, I want to say, 20, 2020, mm-hmm. I did give up family time, my personal time to run these businesses. But now with VAs, I brought some of my time back. But do you think giving that stuff up allowed you to build up the income so that you could go out and pay for some help? Correct. Yes. Yes. So that's delayed gratification, right? The beginning you make the investment, whether it's time, money, mm-hmm. so that later on you can have a successful business. So you got like seven successful businesses. Probably a little more than, yeah. A little more than that? Yeah, but you know what? It's so crazy because a lot of times <laughs> I'd be ashamed to even talk about the businesses because I just started a new business. And I was a little ashamed to talk about it. One day people going to say you're doing too much, but I had to realize a person to say you're doing too much, they're not doing enough. Oh, repeat that. A person that says that you are doing too much is because they not doing enough. So it makes them feel better to try to make you feel bad. And for a long time, I lived in shame, mm. right? Whether it be growing up, being a teenage mom, the kid's father, you um, on drugs, to being successful. You're still ashamed to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're hanging around people that's not successful or people that know you, you know, knows about your past. Yeah. Because yeah. I got a hell of a past. So people always want to bring up some past stuff. But it's, it, your hell of a past has made you have such a great um, present. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? And then the future is going to be even greater. But right now, we good. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so let me let me ask you this, though. So multiple businesses, right? What is your favorite? So my favorite, I kind of have two favorites. Okay. <clears throat> One, I would say, I got three favorites. <laughs> Can you have she, three favorites? She might have ten favorites, y'all. <laughs> okay, so one I would say is real estate. Okay, right because I know that's the way that you build wealth, right? And I know real estate saved me when I got hurt on my job, my cash flow. So what does that mean? Real estate saved you? Um, because when I got injured at the job and I went out, um, September two thousand eighteen, <clears throat> it was five months before I received any pay from them. So imagine having no no income for five months, but because I have rental income coming in, I was able to pay my bills and still live, right? So that's why real estate is my favorite, one of my favorites. My second favorite really is taxes, right? Because I love helping people save money, get money, right? Okay. And I felt, and even though I dropped out of high school, I always wanted to be an accountant, Growing up, accounting or bookkeeping. Even though taxes, you're not accounting or bookkeeper, but you still get to work with numbers. You're good with numbers, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I think about all that money you got, but, mm -hmm, but we'll come right. back to that. We're going to so, come back to that one. taxes, and then my mentorship is the oh. third one because I get to help people and teach people things they didn't know about financial literacy and building wealth. So I'm going to go backwards. Mentorship. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, what, what, who do you mentor? What does that look like? Because I know you got the mentorship and then you got a bigger or, or a more, um, what's the word, kind of more uh, elite group, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the mentorship and what's the difference between your mastermind elite group? Okay. So the mentorship is um, now it's a digital course. Congratulations. With, thank you. With... Um, support calls. So it's still a mentorship. So you get to learn at your own pace. Then we have Q&A every Tuesday in a private Facebook group. What's the name of it? Oh, the Ladder to Passive Income. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, so the Ladder to Passive Income. And within that, we learn financial literacy, teach you how to get well over a million dollars in funding and create additional streams of income. But the ultimate goal is to build passive income through real estate. Right. So I call it the ladder because it's actually a ladder to get there. Mm -hmm. And it starts with your credit and getting access to funding. And then, you know, you need another source of income coming in because real estate is not a get rich quick. Right. It's <laughs> delayed gratification. So during that time, sometimes people get um, distracted, discouraged because it's not happening fast enough when they need money coming in. So if you learn another business that you can start to receive income, that will help keep you on that ladder to pass it. Like income. what? What's another business that you so teach? So rental car business, okay. starting a credit repair business, building business credit for people, um, wholesaling, short-term rental, um, Airbnb. You teach all of that in the course? We teach all of that in the course. Well, we, where do we go get the course from? So you can click the link in my bio. Okay. Or I am Dana Christian or go to the website, the ladder to pass up income. So, so now we got... That's another business. Mm -hmm. So we got the so, mentorship, mm -hmm. but you also launched a mastermind, which is right. more, I'm going to say elite, more intimate. Mm -hmm. um, tell me a little bit about that. So, and why did you mm -hmm. launch that? So Dana's in the circle. So um, that's more hands-on because the mentorship is you get the information, even though it's support calls, but it's not one-on-one -on -one support. Okay. So the inner circle is more of 
um, one-on-one, even though it's still group, mm-hmm. right? But it's more tailored to your needs. And it's more, okay, so now you started this business, what do you need to get to the next level? So if it's marketing, um, somebody come and teach you about marketing, um, shooting content. Um, I have my speaking coach on, teaching people how to kind of speak in a sense, you know, to get your target audience. Um, and also help you get access to funding. So it's more of, I'm looking at your credit report and do this, that, and the other. Because sometimes, and even myself, sometimes we need just a little hand-holding yes. <clears throat> in a sense versus just getting the information. Um, so that's the um, the inner circle, and it's a 12-month program. So I, I, I can say I just emailed your daughter about my credit at like mm-hmm. 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. She normally takes a little while to respond. <laughs> I know you're going to see this, but she take a day or so to respond. Mm-hmm. But I needed it, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I was raised in the area where we did a lot of cash stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we came from the other side of the tracks where, you know, you just don't know. But mm-hmm. I seen a lot of wealth, but it was all based on cash. Mm-hmm. So when I started doing real estate, that's what I did. I did cash, hard money or traditional loans, mm-hmm. but not really focused on having a 750 mm-hmm. plus credit score. And then I started watching, I'll say you, because I've seen stuff. I've seen the credit repair stuff mm-hmm. for years. And I always say, you know, it's a gimmick. Like, you know, I'm in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people take 2500 never come back. They fix her credit, but don't fix the next <laughs> two people's credit. So I've always just been like, whatever. I'll just mm-hmm. get the cash to go do it. But as the past couple of years, watching you build how you've built and tap into equity and tap into these cards, mm-hmm. I know that that takes, you know, my business to – you know, eight, nine figures, mm-hmm. you know you know what I mean, over the next 10 or 15 years. But I got to be patient with it. Mm-hmm. So I like how you teach that as well. So mm-hmm. let me go to the tax business. So now we got the you kind of third you liked the mentorship mastermind mm-hmm. tax business. Why is tax business second over the mentorship? So second, probably because I've been doing it longer. Okay. Um, and taxes, I felt like always saved me. It was another safety net, okay. right? I remember when I was working three jobs, got into a little situation where I was out from the post office for two and a half years, um, and I was working three jobs, and my house caught on fire, and my girls was home alone. Oh, no. And it was so crazy because I'm riding home in the cab, <clears throat> and I'm crying. I'm like, are they even old enough to be home? Or I'm a, you know, they're going <laughs> to get taken. <laughs> like, so... Um, which they was fine. And I was like, Dana, you can't keep on working three jobs. So tax season was coming. And I was just doing a few people. I never really talked about it. So I said, let me rev that up because truth be told, those jobs, I wasn't getting paid that much money. So if I made, you know, $5,000 from the tax season, then that was equivalent to working one of those jobs. Wow. So I left the job because the jobs was paying, one was paying like $6 an hour, another one 10 another one 12 So it wasn't paying no much that much money. So you figure you work tax season and, you know, make some extra money. So that kind of like saved me um, from working the three jobs. And then um, when 2006, we started investing in real estate. And, you know, I was still doing taxes, but never really advertised. So it was like hearsay. My friend told me about you. And um, when the market crashed, 2008, and I like to say that I stopped investing because the market crashed. <laughs> but the truth is I ran out of money. <laughs> so we was using our own money. So yeah. we ran out of money. <clears throat> so my goal was just to continue working at the post office. And from the money I make from the taxes, take 20000 20000 30000 and buy a house every year. Wow. Right? But I didn't. 
right? Busy living ghetto fa fabulous, like just doing whatever with the money, right? So in 2017, when I actually injured my right shoulder, okay, right, because I injured one shoulder first, 2017, and I was like, you know what? Um, oh no, 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 let me back up. Yeah, so that's when I revved up the tax business and we start telling people at the post because nobody at the post office knew I was doing taxes. So, you know, telling people I was doing taxes, and I think I grew to over seven, um, 400 clients every year, right? But when I... While, while you was working at the post while office? While I was working at the post office, wow. yeah. Because taxes is only three, four months. Correct. Right? And, um, yeah. And I was working overnight, so I had time to do taxes. During the day. During the day. One yeah. thing about you, though, now, you, you will work. Yeah, yeah. You will work. Mm -hmm. I mean... I mean, three jobs, two jobs at 17, mm. three jobs. So nobody can ever accuse you of not working. No. Yeah. You can't so the working has been working. part of your journey, though. Yes. And yeah. you still work like yeah. crazy. I know I yeah. still, you'll call and say, man, I've been sitting at this desk, yes. mm -hmm. for, you know, for how many ever hours, getting to it. And a lot of people don't see that side of it. Mm -hmm. they, they always say, you know what, man, I work smart. And I tell people, you got to work smart and hard mm -hmm. for us to get ahead. Because yeah. one, as a people, we mm -hmm. still behind, despite mm -hmm. what social media says, but to catapult your family, it's going to be some hard work put yeah. in there. Yeah. So, all right, so taxes. Now let's talk about my favorite, mm -hmm. the real estate. Mm -hmm. I've seen you accumulate at least 50 units. Mm -hmm. I'm counting. <laughs> I'm counting. It's some stuff I probably don't know about. But in the past three or four years, mm -hmm. right, how did that happen? So how did it happen? Because you had the one that you bought in 2006. So, no. So, in 2000, between 2006 mm -hmm. and eight, we bought four properties. About four. Who was we? We, me and my husband. You got a husband? Mm -hmm. So, you do all of this and you got a husband? I got a husband. <laughs> I got I to ask something about how you get to work like that and you got a husband. So, uh, yeah, I got a husband. <laughs> so, yeah, so we. <laughs> Shout out, husband. What's up, Tony? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, so you accumulated between oh, yeah. 06 and 08. Yeah, how so many 08, properties? Yeah, so five properties, five. including my, my primary. Okay. Yeah, including my primary. So, um, in 2018. You stopped in 2008 because you okay. say you ran out of money. So, yeah. you had a 10 year gap. I had basically. a 10 year gap. Okay. I had a 10 year gap. And I knew real estate was the way to build wealth. Um, like I said, when I hated the post office, used to get anxiety attacks. That's why we started investing in real estate, okay. right? Because that was my way out. But then once we ran out of money, the market crashed, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would just, you know, go to the post office and did my tax business, okay. right? But one thing I want to say is um, it was, a, I, I noticed the difference, right? Prior to 2008, right, when I used to go to work, I used to have anxiety attacks because I had to be there. I needed the money. But once I revved up my tax business, right, and I was going because I wanted to because I would call out if I didn't feel like going, right? So I had a different <laughs> attitude. It's a difference between when you have to do something yes. and when you want to, right? So then the post office wasn't that bad because if I didn't feel like going, I wouldn't go. And I tell them, don't pay me because I didn't You had the them. option of telling them not to pay you? Mm -hmm. I was making 200000 from taxes. So five fifty thousand was my gross. I remember one year from the post office, I made thirty thousand dollars because I would tell them don't pay me. While you was doing taxes, mm -hmm. I would go out. Yeah, like so I you basically go. made three to four times your salary doing in taxes. three or four months. Correct. But you were still holding on. I was still holding on. Okay, I will come out right, of that. But come yeah, on, I was, I was no. still, I was still holding on. Okay. 
Yeah. So so ten year gap. Okay. From so you said the eighteen. Yeah. So um. 2017 when I first got injured that's when I start seeking out people that was investing in real estate joined the local via um, found your program flipology Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. flipology will go every Thursday and just learning how to really invest in real estate because just because you own properties don't mean you know how to invest in real estate <laughs> I own properties. I didn't know how to analyze a deal. Okay. I thought the only way to buy properties was conventional in my own name, having 20 to 30% down. I had no idea that you can buy properties in the LLC and you can get private money, hard money, use business credit. I had no idea. Right. So in 2017, 18, that's when I started learning about leveraging credit, um, buying properties in the LLC, learning about private money, hard money. Um, so the next property I bought June, 2018 in Baltimore, bought it from an auction, um, bid it $70,000. So I had a choice of to pay cash or get it financed. I didn't know anyone in Baltimore. So I said, you know what? Let's just pay cash. So we took a little bit of money. We did save up these 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) So I should have had way more and, you know, bought this property in Baltimore. But, but you did for those 10 years where you didn't buy anything, you were saving money. So did you, you spend a bunch of money too, mm-hmm. but you were saving and you had enough to buy a property. Correct. Okay. I, had, I had enough to buy. Yeah. I had enough to buy a property, $70,000. So cash. let's just say it took you 10 years to save $70,000. Mm-hmm. Most people don't save $70,000 their whole life. That's true. So at least you did have a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now you bought Baltimore, 70,000 cash. Mm-hmm. And what happens? So it had a tenant in it. Tenant still in it to this day. From pay, 2018? From 2018. Pay every month on time. Zell the money. We agreed on the 15th for every month. Sometimes I forget. It, but she texted Dana. I just sent the money. I was like, oh, today's 15th. But yeah, she sends the she money. She got no, a sweet no, rent. She got some sweet. How much she paid? No, don't, don't, don't tell us how much she paid. Don't tell us. <laughs> but without a problem. So, um, then I start looking into the Cleveland market. Mm-hmm. So, um, cause you know, the devil started getting busy in between that time because I think we bid it on the house in April. We didn't have to close till like June. So I was like, so I look in the Cleveland. I'm like this 70,000, you could get 10 houses in Cleveland. You can triple <laughs> ripple your money in this stuff. But I was like, no, Dana, go through with it because yes. the house now is worth, I think $194,000. So how much month, work have you put in? You bought it for 70. How much work have you put in? The it? only thing we did was a HVAC system. So maybe ten thousand with some some five 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 oh no yeah we waterproofed the basement so maybe ten maybe ten maybe ten that's it so for four years it's been four years now mm-hmm. you've been getting thousand to twelve hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. so that's um, forty eight thousand mm-hmm. she's almost paid you all your so money back I think next year when I did the math I think um, next year my seventy thousand be back. Wow. Next year too. Yeah, I made and, my money back. And then back. the property is worth almost two hundred thousand. Correct, almost two hundred thousand. Put eighty in. Mm-hmm. It's worth two hundred, and you're gonna get all your money back within a five to six year period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you patient enough to wait on that. Correct. Okay. Delayed gratification. Delayed gratification. <laughs> all right, so that's June of 2018. Because I want to see how we got to so, like yeah. this. Because you got a lot of units and now. And then I went into um, the Cleveland market. Yes. Um, purchase. A t- what was it? Three, three duplexes. Wait, you, oh, wait, wait a minute though. You, 
You only had seventy thousand. Oh, seventy thousand. Twenty eighteen. Okay, how so you yeah. how you start so. just buying stuff now? We we need to know some secrets. Now. Do I gotta tell them about the other job? <laughs> now don't tell them about yeah, every my job. Now. Might be listening. <laughs> no, just joking. So, so I learned how to. I learned about business credit cards. So I learned about business credit cards, and you know I was on a call one night, and there was a bunch of us on the call. I was I'm not gonna say no names, but we was in this mentorship. And they used to have calls every Thursday. But it was a Wednesday that we got an email to get on the call. Mm-hmm. And it's several of us mentees on the call. So we sharing, they, whether they sharing, I'm listening. They sharing information <laughs> about the business credit cards and how it works and how this mint company we was with, how they apply for people. Mm-hmm. So after the call, we was on the call for like two hours. I went and searched out every bank and looked to see if they had business products. And wrote up my list. And then start applying for business credit cards. So once I learned about, you know, the business credit cards. And then I applied. And then I looked at what I got approved for. What I got denied for. What was the limits. Mm-hmm. Right? And then strategize how could I have done this different to get more funding. And that was... Um Four years ago, so it seems like it's a lot easier now because of people like you have yes. start mm-hmm. teaching. You give away like if I go on your, really I can go on your social and this is I'm cheating, but I can go on your page, and you've given a lot of the answers on how I can mm-hmm. get a, a few thousand dollars, right? Yes. Uh, which means if I do that, I need to come back and join the mentorship program. I see you giving it away. I see you doing it for free. How much money did you get? Kind of that first. 2018, the first year that you learned the business? That first year, I think I got like 112000 in In credit cards? In credit cards. Wow. So now I prefer credit cards versus loans because credit cards is revolving. You only make a payment when you use it versus a loan. As soon as they deposit that money in your account, a payment is due. Okay. And once um, the term is over, then the loan closes out, so you have to reapply. Versus credit cards is revolving. As you pay it down, the amount come available to you. You can always call and ask for an increase. So when so when you talk about like credit cards, one hundred twelve thousand the first year, and you immediately went and bought. You didn't go like buy a car with the credit cards. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You bought a bag. I bought. Mm-mm, I, you, yeah, I bought a bag. You bought a I bought some bricks actually. Not those. <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Pablo taking credit cards now? <laughs> so you so you immediately went to Cleveland? I went to Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, because it was, the market in Cleveland is, the houses is cheaper than here in Atlanta. For sure. So um, I was a little nervous, but I knew I needed to build a team. Mm-hmm. So I you know, went out there first with an investor um, and then networked with other people. So you bought what though? Then how do you, you can't just swipe your card for, so you got some ways to get the money off. So yes, because a lot of times we hear credit cards, the first thing people think, cash advance fee. Correct. Right, but it's a a, um, program, Plastic, um, P-L-A-S-T-I-Q, and they allow you to pay any business that normally do not accept credit cards. So a title company will not accept credit cards. So they just want to know where the money is going. Real simple. Um, You know, I heard the name from somebody on live and went to their site and figured it out and been using plastic since 2018. Use it to to purchase the houses, to pay contractors, to purchase cars, 
um, to pay for any business. When people be like, they don't want to take credit cards because of chargeback. Okay, give me your banking information. I wire the money to you. Wow. And, you know, plastic do charge a 3% fee, but you still keep your 0% interest or whatever current interest you have. On your cards. You said so much just then. I, I'm going I'm to come back to the, <laughs> the credit card stuff because a lot of people, even with great credit, and I talk about it, like mm-hmm. I post one day like, why have great credit and you're not doing anything with it? You just got great credit. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. You got an 800 credit score. But what? See, the thing is we wasn't taught about credit, right? right. So most of us even think about like what my, my parents told me. My mother, she had bills in our names, so she didn't tell us anything about credit. My grandmother... She told me never co-sign for anyone because they, they don't care about <laughs> their credit. They're not going to care about yours. Yeah. Pay your bills on time. And she gave me a Macy's credit card to shop for the girls. So that's what I thought credit was for, to shop. Mm. Right? So most of us, we, we wasn't taught about credit. So we don't really know how to use it. And once I started learning that people use credit to build wealth, yes. I'm like, I got to teach people this. So that's what started me on my, on my uh, mentorship. And I just always hear people say, they found they call and they found they call. And I was like, they just talking. They don't know what they talking about. Because I didn't know what my calling was. So you know, we all think somebody capping. But once I started my mentorship and I really enjoy it, I was like, yes. this is my calling. Yeah, I've seen you, man, like affect so many people's lives in the right way. You know what I mean? And I'm going to say mine. Because I know I got, you know, I talked about it, but I got properties with a ton of equity. And I would have never tapped into it. I, I understand refinancing. But again, mm-hmm. I was raised, like my dad used to say, you know what? We want that house over there. House costs 50000 I'm going to go make 50000 mm-hmm. Y'all want that car? Like when we were kids, he would buy us cars. Mm-hmm. Everything was paid for. Like we mm-hmm. never had like mortgages. We never had car notes. We ne- mm-hmm. So again, because I was raised that way, that's how I was mm-hmm. kind of living. Like, okay, we finna buy a house. I need cash. So I need to. So I could have grown tremendously. And mm-hmm. still, I'm still kind of young. Mm-hmm. I said, I got time. But you have changed my life, which in turn means the kids got a mm-hmm. better life. You know what I mean? I tell them, go watch Dana. Mm-hmm. You know, go, you know what I mean? And they know, they understand yeah. that. So that is a good thing. But let me get back to these properties now. Mm-hmm. 2018, you got 112 grand. You go to Cleveland and buy what? Mm-hmm. So I purchased actually. Um, two duplexes for one hundred and twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Each one was fifty thousand dollars with purchase and rehab. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's you had five, including mm-hmm. your personal. You just added four more units. Mm-hmm. So we had nine, so five, five more. The Baltimore. Oh yeah, five. So we had ten units mm-hmm. now. Don't yeah, don't cheat me. <laughs> <laughs> so so now you had five, and then you waited ten years mm-hmm. to get five more. Mm-hmm. But now you got 10. Mm-hmm. By 2019, you at 10. 2019, yeah. 2019, I'm a little more than. So 10 okay. plus three more is 13 because I got a triplex. Bought a, so you bought another triplex. Okay. How did you buy that triplex? Though? What? So with credit cards also. So you went and got more credit cards. Oh, yeah. So I went and got more credit cards. Okay. Yeah. So I went and got more credit cards um, and bought the triplex. So now I got 13. Mm hmm. And then, boy, the eight unit was next. So now I'm at 21. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did um, two flips. Can right. we count those? We can count those. Okay. So we done touched 23 properties now. 23. And then. But well, wait a minute, though. Let me, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you keep going. So we're at 23, but the last. But all of these. The last 18 have been because you've used the credit cards. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. So so yeah. 23. Mm-hmm. And then um, the seven unit. 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just bought another flip. 31. 31. And then, then the 22 unit. 53. 53. So you went from five units, then you waited 10 years, mm-hmm. and then you have, in the past four years, added 48 units. Mm-hmm. With your credit card. Correct. With the credit cards. You show people how to do that. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like the right way. Yeah, the right way. You know what? Because my thing is information is free. Yes. Right? So that's why I'm on IG always giving out, you know, information, stuff like that. But, like, for my mentorship and my inner circle, you're paying for my time. The time I it takes me for you to understand and you actually get it. Yes. And sometimes when people don't pay, they don't pay attention. Mm. What you know? does that mean? Because when things is free, a lot of times we don't pay attention or we don't spend enough money. How many of us bought ebooks, courses for a hundred dollars <laughs> and haven't and even ne- opened it? Never opened the email. Even a thousand dollars, never even <laughs> opened it. I don't know about a thousand dollars. I pay a thousand dollars for something. <laughs> but a lot of us, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. spend money and won't even open it. Yes. So, so you're at. Damn, Diana, you got fifty three units. Fifty three. All on the credit cards. Mm-hmm. All on the credit cards. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So the importance of this is, because I hear people talking about business credit all the time. Seems like you teach us to make sure we have our personal credit in order. Correct. Yeah. And one thing about the business credit, even though these cards is maxed out, right, while you're getting in, you do have to make a payment, right? You do have to pay this back, is it doesn't affect your personal credit. Unlike you on your personal credit, if you have a Bank of America credit card for twenty one thousand is maxed out, it's going to decrease your credit score. But in the business, if you have a business credit card from Bank of America, it will not be pulled on your personal. So let's just say scenario: I I I got decent credit, right? But I want to come to you and join your mentorship. Mm-hmm. I want to, so not the mastermind. Cause I think that's kind of next level, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But your mentorship passively. So do you help us get our credit right in that program? So yes, we teach you how to fix your credit. Myself. How, yeah. How to fix yourself. Yes. I don't have time. You don't have time. Then yes. Um, then we do have a credit repair specialist on the team that will do it for you. Okay. It's free. No, it's not free. I mean, I had to ask. No. <laughs> I, mean, I need to know. It's, it's not, I mean, it sounded like not, that was free just it's, then. It's not, no, it's not free. But, you know, I really, people say they don't have the time, but you have the time for what you want to, right? Because it really doesn't take that much time for you to print a letter up, right? Even an hour, you're doing it once a month, right? So when people say they don't have the time, make the time. Because one thing, once you learn how to do it for yourself, you can do it for your family members. But you teach us how to, now, now if I'm in the mentorship program, you do give me, like, um, you get all the steps to fix your credit, to fix my credit. the programs okay. we use. Because really, the CMR system, you put the information in there, it's going to print the letter up in less than a minute. But see, you make it seem so easy. But let me say this, though. For most of us, if I Google how to fix my credit, it's so much stuff. It, I'm like, oh, my God. So I just don't do anything, mm-hmm. which is why the mentorship is so important mm-hmm. or me just paying somebody. Because mm-hmm. if I'm a... I want instant gratification, so I want to pay somebody as opposed to me doing it, right? 
But that delayed piece is I can help more than me Correct. when I learn how to do it. So you teach me how to do it so I can not only fix mine but help other people mm-hmm. so we can not go out and buy crazy stuff. We buy the stuff that give us the money to then go buy the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, they always say, How's, I don't want you know I mess up a saying. Teacher, what's it? Give in a, a heartbeat. Man, yeah. <laughs> give a man a fish, he eat for a day. Yes. You teach a man to fish, he eat for a lifetime, right? So really, that's what it's about. So that you can fix your credit and your family credit. Because everybody's going to come with some type of issue in the credit, right? And it's not always that you have negative items. Just understanding how to leverage credit. What makes up the credit score? What would decrease your credit score? How many accounts you need? Because a lot of times, we wasn't taught about credit in yes. school or family members. So anything we saw, stay away from credit. If you can't buy it twice, don't buy it at all, which don't make sense. Correct. Why would I want two Gucci bags that's the same? Right? <laughs> so it don't, it don't make sense. Correct. You know what I'm saying? But we was taught things by people that didn't have the knowledge, right? Correct. And I hear people say you shouldn't create debt um, to build wealth, and there's no good, no such thing as bad debt. But yes, it is. This is the cycle. You use debt to build wealth. That's on mm. the cash flow. You use the cash flow to pay off the debt, right? So they forgot part of the sentence. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a whole circle. So, so that's what I was going to ask you. So you swipe these cards, mm-hmm. right? And you go buy an eight-unit building, mm-hmm. okay? Who pays for the card? I was about to say something funny, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that commercial was like, um, you write it off. Who pays it? I don't know. They write it off. <laughs> but yes, you have to pay the credit cards back, okay. right? So either if the property is cash flowing, yes. you can use that money to pay it back. You can refinance the property to pay it back. But I do fix and flips. So the money from the fix and flips, I use that to pay off the credit card so I can own these um, these houses right out so I can pass down the wealth to my son. But they take, they take time, though. They don't, like, But it, so, so over the past few years, you are building, but it's taking time to get the buildings up and running, to get the right tenants, to get the right contractors. Are you that patient, or have you just said, you know what, I want to sell all of it because mm-hmm. it's... So, Delayed gratification. I love it. <laughs> right? And, you know, you don't do anything for right now. This thing, people work a job 30, 40 years, Mm-mm. right, to receive Social Security and pension. That's yes. passive income. So if you're going to wait 30, 40 years for that, you can't wait two years to get the property up and running. Wow. Okay. Right? And then, um, like I said, you do have to make a payment. So that's why you want to have another source of income also because if you're doing this, and a lot of times people don't have extra money from their job income. So if you create another stream of income, you can use that money to pay off the credit cards in addition to, you know, the, the rents if you collect the rent. It's coming in. What's, as we're talking about real estate, what has been like that property that makes you almost want to give up? Is there one that makes you say, you know what, I'm tired of this business? Or... Have because you've been at it. I mean, you've been in it now since I mean the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. So you've been in it twenty years. Are you just used to being patient with the properties? I mean, I am. So you know. So <clears throat> I would say yes, and I know that it takes time. Yes. Right. So nothing's gonna happen overnight. Um, Not so, even your flips. Like they don't happen in thirty days. So no, um, no. The flips don't happen in 30 days. Um, this flip that I'm working on now might have been two months, and we almost finished Okay, with that one. It's been about two months. 
Um, a lot of times if you're doing big projects, um, the con not the contractors, the city will hold you up yes. on permits and stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't say a property had me ready to give up. One, I was ready to sell. Um, because I didn't like the walls, but they was like, "There's no wrong with you." Is that but, the, is that the triplex? Yes. So actually, yeah. So actually, um, yeah. So that one is is rented out with Eden. Um, I had to get over not liking the walls. They could put, you know, people love it when they come see it, right? But I had to realize I don't have to live there, and that's one thing about real estate, right? Um, and personally, when we looking at properties, that's the stress. Yes, we have to realize that. We don't have to live there. And long as you make it clean, safe, somebody's going to live there, right? And every time I go to Cleveland or we in Detroit and I'm looking at these properties, that's the stress. And, mm -hmm. like, I don't want to live there, right? It always brings me back to in 2007 when we bought a property from an auction in Atlanta and got all caught up with the whole bidding process. And I was like, I'm leaving here with something. I came here, I got, I'm leaving here with something. I got to leave with something. Right? So on the paper, we're saying that this house on Iowa Street, we knew Iowa Street because we used to drive around for dollars. Driving around for dollars is when you drive around looking for vacant property. Yes. And we knew the street. So I was like, all right, Iowa Street, they rehabbing over there. So on the paper, it says the, worth, the house was worth $365,000. We bid it all in. I think it was like $80,000. So after the auction, we're excited. Driving down Iowa Street, driving, driving. Wait a minute, where are we going? <laughs> Passing over the the cross the, that train track. The train track. <laughs> I'm like, they ain't doing nothing over here. We get to the block. It's four houses on that block. I'm like, what? The you already doing? bought it then. I already bought it. Filed bankruptcy in 2000, so I just got my credit back. Yes. Right. So I was like, well, you know what? We're gonna have to just make this payment. I was like, at tax time, I'm gonna put the mortgage up for the whole year. And we just deal with it because there's nothing we can do. But the good thing was the house was rehab. It wasn't an excellent rehab, but it was livable. We put a four-rent sign in the ground. Somebody moved in it, and she was in that house for 14 years. The only reason she moved out was because we told her we were selling it. Because now the houses on the block is selling for $600,000. Delayed gratification. You had to wait, right. though. You had, you had, you had, had to, to buy wait. and foresee. Mm -hmm. You know, you had to wait. Mm -hmm. once. So you got, like, the best tenants in the world. Something yeah. you doing. Because, listen, I'm going to just say this. Baltimore <laughs> pays on time. Mm -hmm. How many years? Um, 14. Four years. Well, oh, she's been there 14 years. You got the one that you just, you just put the lady out on mm -hmm. Iowa Street. Mm -hmm. She was there 14 Actually, years. Actually, it's more than 14. You think about it. 15 years. Because it was 07. Yeah, 07. The other one you got out on the east side, mm -hmm. the lady been there for a long, long time. time. Mm -hmm. So you haven't had a lot of tenant issues. No. Wow. No. And I don't bother them. They don't bother me. They're not on Section 8. Just, you know, I, I truly believe that we know things can happen, right? Yes. You know, you can have some bad tenants. But if you focus on that, that's just going to happen. Got them bad just, tenants. Yeah. And you be like, oh, you know, whatever you whatever you worry about or you focus on is what's going to happen. I'm trying to figure out what you do to keep these tenants, though. What you, like, what come with the house? Because you so always got. So, you know got... what? I will say this. Honestly, I don't go up on a rent. So, yeah, that's, now, that's what happened Now, one tenant I just me. did, but I don't go up on the rent, right? Like, the lady that was in the house for 15 years, <laughs> we did not go up on her rent. She paid on time. Yes. And one reason I don't go up, because I'm like, all right, if I go up, let's say $50, or let's just say $100, right? 
right? So I'm going to get an extra $1,200, right? But if they move out, it's going to cost me more than $1,200 to fix it up up for the next tenant. So is it worth it for me to get an extra $100 when it might cost me $5,000? So it's going to take me an extra five years just to recoup that. And now this tenant paying was paying on time. Now this tenant, I don't even know if they're going to pay on time. Right. So to me, like, it doesn't make sense to go up on the rent. Now, one tenant, I did have to go up on the rent. But... um, Because your taxes and stuff go up now. Yeah. But I didn't really didn't have to. So she was paying nine fifty. She's been in this house for... She's been in this house probably 10 years. Wow. She's been in this house like 10 years. I didn't go up on the rent. Um, but I was, was going to sell it. Mm-hmm. So I asked her if um she wanted to buy it and she was like that first she said let her think about it so she came back she was like i have to be honest with you my credit score is 400 and she makes good money i do her taxes she make well over 100 so you do your tenants taxes and you repair credit so she could have just <laughs> she could just add an extra 25 dollars a month and then fix the credit yeah so when she was like that you know her credit's 400 so i was like well you know we do fix credit I fix credit, credit credit go that low it got 300. Ooh, mine ain't never been that bad. <laughs> I had some rough days, but woo. 300. So, um, so I went up to, I went up to, I wasn't going to go up to 1500, but we negotiated 14. She was like, she understand that, um, I have never went up on the rent and she was happy. So she was looking for somewhere else to live. So yes. she know rent is really expensive and it's a new house. The house was built, I think in 2004. So she's still there. She's still there. So she, we went up on the rent and she's still there. So she's not going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. You're not going to sell it to her now? No. I ain't selling it to her now. Because <laughs> I changed. Yeah. I ain't selling it to her now. But, yeah. Wow, Dana. So, 53 units. Most of them, because you learned the credit business, right. that took you some time. Mm-hmm. And over the past, you've had like an explosion over the past four years. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen in the next four years? The next four years, I'm going to have another explosion. Right, because mm. I want, I want more, I want more doors. Okay, I don't really have a number on how many. Um, I'm just gonna see what happened, how many we buy. Um, you know, and really downhill. You know, the next, um, because I'd be almost forty in four years. <laughs> <laughs> you can't count, then you. Yeah, you can't count just then. So, yeah, so you know, and really just relax and enjoy, enjoy life. You know, vacation and just. You know, um, watch my son grow up into a man. Well, what, what? I mean, you keep mentioning your son, but what, what happened to the mother too? They grown. They grown all the they way. They grown. They they grown. They got it going on though. Yeah, but they they grown, and you know, he's still he's not a baby, but still, you know, eighteen, nineteen, yes. but still get him right because I know it's hard out here for men. It is. I mean, it's it's different. Yeah, it's different. But yeah. when we got the village like we have. We're going to all be all right. Mm-hmm. going to be all right. Mm-hmm. So, look, before we go, I got to ask you this one. What's the thing that you have regretted not delaying? Or the, I'm going to give you two. You get choices. Not delaying or the thing that you have delayed and you're really excited about it coming to fruition. Okay. So, one, at, one question at a time. So, the first one something <laughs> that... <laughs> That you regret it. That I regret it. Yes. Um, I regret it not, like when I used to go to um, to meetups, mm-hmm. 
really not talking to people, sitting off and not networking. Because once I started networking, my life changed, my bank account changed. So that's one thing that I regret because, you know, I should just go sit in the corner, don't talk to anyone, get the information and leave. So that's one thing I regret because I could have been a little further along. Maybe. Yeah. But I got it. I see why you say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's the thing that you're waiting on that you're excited about happening? Like you, de- you, you've delayed. Is it something that you could have bought? Is it something that you wanted two years ago that you didn't buy? I think you almost buy everything you want, mm-hmm. but is it something that man? I just thought about that lo- that yacht party you had changed our and lives again. That was again. my first birthday party I ever had. Are you serious? That's the first birthday party I ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a yacht. On a yacht in Miami. We balled out. Mm-hmm. It 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 was it was life changing though because mm-hmm. we sat um, and looked at other yachts and houses. It was for me. It was uh, it's definitely life changing. So thank you for that. So what is that thing that you have been delaying, and we can look forward to you getting? What is it? Delaying and um, I think going on more vacations. Going on more vacations. Because um, you got friends that go on a lot of vacations. Yeah, I got friends going on a lot of vacations. I mean, a lot of vacations. Because, yeah. yeah we- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just like going on vacation and really just enjoying life. Yes. Right? And sometimes closing the computer. Right? Because sometimes we sit in front of that computer for 15 hours, just clicking around, clicking yeah. around, really just closing it and just doing what we enjoy. Right? A lot of times we say money don't really make you happy, but give you the time. To f- time freedom to figure out what makes you happy. Made me real happy though. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah, so you know, for me, it's like just watching the water. Like I don't swim, I don't like to get in the water, but I love to have an ocean view and just looking at the water. I'm gonna put you on the spot, and we're gonna close it out with this. Mm-hmm. Where haven't you been that you want to go? That you're gonna go in the next twelve months? Because you've been delaying not so, traveling yeah. like you're supposed to travel. So. Now, this is opposite from what I said I like to do. But I want to go to Alaska. I always wanted to go to Alaska. When so you, even though I said I like looking at the water and stuff like that, but I always wanted to go to Alaska. You want to go to you want to cruise or fly? Um, I think I want to cruise. You want to see the whales pop mm-hmm. up and all that cool yeah. stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when are you going? You going between now and next summer? By this time next year? Oh, yeah. By this time next year, I would have went. Yeah, I should have went. You should have went. Mm-hmm. You going? Yeah. yeah. Y'all listen, Dana. Thank you for being on the Delayed Gratification Podcast. Mm-hmm. Y'all know y'all got a lot. Y'all better go follow her. Mm-hmm. Click all her links. <laughs> pay for everything. <laughs> Tell her you saw on the Delayed Gratification Podcast. Thank yes. y'all. Thank you.